Hey everybody, welcome to the Alopecia Project. This is a podcast that uncovers the world of alopecia through conversations about the ups, the downs, and the everydays of living with hair loss. I'm your host, Sarah Adams, and in this episode, I'll be speaking with Brent Lale, a 42-year-old from London, Ontario, as he talks about his experience with alopecia and being a television reporter with CTV News. Brent, thank you so much for joining today. I really appreciate it. I know we had some scheduling issues, but glad to have you on. That's exciting. Yeah. um, You know, I reached out to you because you are a reporter in uh, London, Ontario, and I wanted to know, what is it like being a reporter and having alopecia? For me, I've, you know, it's funny, I actually kind of grew up with a shaved head, and when I was in high school, my head was shaved, my college, my head was shaved, and then I kind of got away from that when I got into television to kind of growing my hair out and, you know, not long by any means, but but just a normal hairstyle for a man. And then, um, you know, it's kind of gone almost full circle back again because now for the last seven, eight years, I'm back to being bald again. <laughs> wow. So before we talk more about the reporter life, uh, when were you first diagnosed with alopecia and what was that like for you? I would say, you know, it's funny, I have a hard time remembering what happens yesterday, let alone, um, you know, what happened. <laughs> that It kind of, it started very gradually, you know, one morning, I guess I would have been probably, probably 11 years ago, I would say. My daughter's 11 now, and I know when I kind of fully shaved my head, she was two, so I'm thinking it probably started a year or two prior to that. That's how I kind of put into calculations how when things happen, uh, based on my kid's age. Um so I just kind of woke up and I, one day I was in the bathroom kind of was like, oh, that's kind of weird. I got a little patch on the side of my head above my ear. And then maybe it was a day or two later. And then I kind of had one on the other side, almost exactly identical. And then a little bit of time goes by and then a little bit in my beard and then almost a mirror image on the other side of my beard. It was really weird how it kind of was like symmetrical on both sides of my head over and over. And it just kind of gradually grew and gradually grew and it. And I got thinking, okay, what is going on here? Like, this is strange. It's not like, you know, just random losing your hair. And then uh, it just kind of gradually grew uh, grew to the point where it would just kind of more and more was falling out. Like, you know, it wasn't like the stories of, you know, when women say, you know, it was on my pillow or I found it, uh, you know, clumps of my hair. Maybe because my hair was so short and it was it was kind of thinning and balding anyways in my early 30s that uh uh, I didn't really notice it kind of falling out, but it just kind of gradually got a bit bigger and bigger. And then it was more of my beard, then it was more on my head. And then, you know, it got to the point where I could, you know, it didn't even feel it if I pulled it out with my hands, you know. So it just kind of gradually grew over time to where I lost parts of my eyebrows and my eyelashes. And then, you know, the rest is history. The same as what everybody who has severe uh, areata or universalis gets is, you know, you get to the point where you got no hair, you have no hair left. Were you officially diagnosed with alopecia? Yeah, so I, I went to um, a dermatologist. I went to my doctor, then he referred to me to a dermatologist. And I went there a couple of times and they said, you know, this is what you have. Um, and then I, so then I was at that one dermatologist and then I tried the steroid injection needles in my head and they were like, you know, I don't want an eight inch needle going in the side of my head. And the one time I tried it, I did about 30 of them in a row, like in the side of my head, because they needed to go so deep with the needle, with the steroid, to be able to bring the hair back out to the surface, right? And after about 15 to 20 of those, I'm like, 
got really nauseous and was like, okay, that's enough of that. I think if this is what it's going to have to be to even try to get it to grow back, I'll be living without hair for the rest of my life because I'm not taking 30, 40 needles <laughs> in the side of my head all of the time. This is ridiculous. And if some people, all the power to them, if they feel like that's going to work for them and that's what they want to do, go for it. It wasn't for me. Wow. So then actually, so then I went to another dermatologist to try because I'd heard somebody had another one had you been using uh, topical creams and steroid creams. And then I guess even there's maybe like some sort of radiation type stuff they can do now to bring the hair back out. But none of it really worked. And I was like, you know what, at this point I'm married with three kids and I'm 30 something. I don't need to impress any, I don't need to impress anybody with the <laughs> fancy looks. This is me. This is who I am. Right. So, yeah. And, uh, that's, that's awesome. I'm glad that you kind of got, uh, you were okay with that. Um, you know, I know a lot of people do have challenges kind of overcoming that, um, themselves and with the, their, their families, but you were kind of, in, in an interesting position because you were also on TV when this was happening, right? Right. So I had been on television since 1998. So I'm, we're looking at basically, you know, 15, 16, you know, I guess 20, yeah. So like 12, 13 years almost before, um, I guess, you know, maybe it maybe been eight years I'd been on television and I'd been on network television for, you know, a while. And, uh, it, it kind of just gradually got to the point where I'm like, I can't cover this anymore. You know, I was, I was actually, my, my one good friend, it's a great story, I don't know if you want to hear it now or later, but my, my news, my, my guy who works with me in sports department, Norm James is his, is his name, and he has the greatest story where he remembers going into the makeup room with like a, with like eyeliner and stuff and trying to fill in my eyebrows, like where the patches had come apart to try to like, so we got two guys in our 30s in a makeup room trying to paint my eyebrows on to make them look even so that I could be on television that night. It was hilarious. And he, he still laughs about it to this day. I was like, where would you ever see two guys in their thirties trying to paint one guy's eyebrows on That's to so be funny. on television? Oh yeah, my so goodness. That was, that was funny. And, and, you know, so, uh, it was, uh, you know, I got to the point where I'm like, you know, I kind of started to get worse and worse and worse. And that's when I went to my boss and said, okay, we have to do a television story on this. This is what I have. We have to, it's got to be an educational piece slash people don't think I show up on the air tomorrow with cancer or something, right? Because when you're losing, you shave all your head off, you know, people initially think, what is going on? Is, yeah. And my wife used to get it all the time. Is Brent sick? Is Brent sick? What's wrong? You know, is he okay? Yeah, he's fine. Just has no hair. That's it. And what was the reception from people at your work and your boss? Um, he was, my boss was, thought it was a great idea. And, you know, not a lot of people are as outgoing or want to be, and I didn't do it for fame or to be like, you know, I want to be the center of attention or spotlight. I just felt like this is something people have to know is going on. And I'd seen a few other television stories or reporters had done like, you know, a firsthand story of this happened to them or something. So I was like, you know, this makes sense. And, um, the reaction was great. I mean, the public reaction was a huge outpouring of people saying, you know, I, I know somebody who has that. It's great. And I still get it to this day. Um, you know, 10 years, almost eight or nine years after I did that story initially that people still remember it or people still tell me that, you know, it was great that I did that. So I, I think that that's so brave, uh, you know, for, for lack of a better word. It's so, it's amazing that you had come out there. I know a lot of people come talk about it as a kind of like coming out with, with alopecia right. and you did that so publicly, publicly, were you ever nervous about it, about what people would say or think? I don't think so. I think I was always, I'm always just kind of a, my people say I'm like water off a duck's back. Like you could, 
you know, to, people could call me a name and tomorrow I would say, hey, how you doing to the person? You know, like I just, to me, I'm kind of live it day by day and I don't, I don't hold grudges. I don't really care. I'm not that type of person. So I'm pretty laid back. And um, so I think it didn't really bother me. I never thought twice about it, that this was going to be something people would ever think negatively because, you know, why would they do that? <laughs> why would they do that? Right. So um, I was always pretty happy with how it turned out. And, and I thought it was just something that people needed to, to know that other people may be going through this exact same thing. And, you know, I've come across people like that. And a lot of people aren't as willing to say, this is me that I'm, I'm bald. You know, this is, you know, this is what I have. It's not my fault. I got this. I didn't do anything to get yeah. this. It's just, it's just a random, you know, thing that happens to people. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and you said that you created this educational piece. What was that like? It was, it was fantastic. So last year, um, just after, uh, for Alopecia Awareness Month, um, I created a three-part series because it was kind of ratings time for our shows anyway. So we, you know, we're always looking for interesting series that are going to get people engaged. So I thought, I reached out to Caniff and said, you know, is there somebody in the London area that, you know, is either battling this or hasn't really wanted, who wants to tell their story? Because in a lot of places in major cities like Toronto and Vancouver and Calgary, they have support groups and they have places where people can go and talk to other people who are dealing with the same issues. But in London, I didn't know of, or I don't think there is anything like that. So even just trying to find someone who had um, alopecia was difficult enough. So reaching out to Caniff, and then luckily, um, Julie Colgan is her name. She's a paramedic in London, said, I'd be willing to do that. And I thought, well, that's fantastic. And she'd never really come out before to say, this is what I am. She wears a wig to work. People, other than when she's a few photos online of her, um, you know, like wakeboarding, and she does a lot of extreme sports where she takes her wig off for that. But she'd never really done it. So that was part one was to kind of see what life is like for her when she gets done work and she comes home and takes her wig off. And the story she had from when she was 13 or 14 of, you know, being a, a teenage girl with alopecia. For me, I was a 31 year old guy, you know, when my hair fell out, it didn't bother me. If I had got it when I was 10 or 12 or 13, like a lot of people do, it, my life may have been different. I may have been, it may have been more traumatic. I may have been bullied. I may have had a hard time dealing with her self-esteem or whatever, right? So, you know, for me, I always, you know, was pretty lucky that I, I came later in life um, and I had already done all the things without having to endure any of that stuff. Um, so she was great and we did a full story. And then part two was kind of the opposite. There's a London City Councillor who was a, he was a comedian and he kind of makes fun of himself. So it was part, it was kind of almost a yin and a yang to somebody who's kind of, being bullied and, and kind of hit it a little bit for her life. And then this guy who's, you know, does stand up comedy and, you know, makes jokes about, Hey, did you know I'm bald type thing? Right. So, and how he's dealt with it almost totally a polar opposite to what she did. So those were two great kind of stories. And then the third part, I had taken Julie from part one and went to Sarnia with, um, and her name's Candace Hamilton had started a hair salon called continental hair. And she's helping people with, alopecia or cancer or making wigs and she makes real hair wigs so we took julie who was looking to get a new wig and took her to sarnia and candace was really great and kind of helped julie through that process so it was a really great three-part series um that i aired last year on london on ctv london wow. and uh you know i still have it pinned to my brent Lale ctv twitter account so people that can you know tell my story or can see why it is that i wanted to tell these stories because these are people that are affected by this. 
And why do you think it was important for you to tell those stories? I think AI had a personal connection to that. So I think there's a lot of other people who I think, you know, I think anytime you have a personal story in television, somebody's really, you know, pouring themselves out or something that you don't normally see, it makes for great television, first of all. And then all with, a female, the with a female taking her hair off, like it's something you don't normally see somebody revealing something yeah. like that, right? So a really powerful kind of television story on A, you seeing somebody who's so vulnerable and exposing themselves and then somebody who's willing to, you know, do something they've never really done and, and expose themselves to people that, you know, so I felt like those are just great stories. And then for Counselor Van Holst, you know, he's, he's just a normal guy that people thought, oh, maybe he's just bald. They wouldn't notice he doesn't have eyebrows or eyelashes. But, you know, he's also a guy who's got this and hasn't let it affect him, right? So, you know, he's kind of laughed it off. And I think that's the way all people should be, you know, whether, no matter what you have going on or whether people say things to you or, you know, just... Don't worry about what other people think, right? That's so. That's the way I always kind of was, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's that attitude is so important, and that attitude is so great for people listening to this podcast. Is you know, how do I deal with that? And and there's lots of people like you who who just don't let it bother them. But there's a lot of other people who are the exact opposite, right? Yes. So, you know, for every you know two that maybe say, "Oh, well, I got alopecia; it doesn't bother me," there might be five six, seven, eight, ten that wear a wig and paint their eyebrows on and never would let anyone know that this is what's happening to them, right? Because yeah. they, they'd be afraid of what people would think. And, you know, men, I guess I would say, are lucky in this sense that, you know, other than me not having eyebrows or eyelashes, no one, and I wear, I bought glasses a few years ago that are larger frames so they kind of cover my brow where I would normally have an eyebrow, right? Because, you know, when you take your glasses off, People might not notice. They might just think you have really light-colored eyebrows or not really pay attention. But to me, I can see immediately when I notice somebody else has alopecia. Like It's kind of like when someone has cancer or whatever, they're going through chemo. If they don't have eyebrows, it, it, there's something just slightly off of their face. Like It doesn't define their face right? right? because they don't have eyebrows. And I can see that immediately. Where well, a lot of people out there wouldn't. But you know, uh, men are pretty lucky that you know if I cover my eyebrows up, no one would ever know that I don't just have a shaved head. Right. But for women, it's much, much more traumatic. Although you can paint your eyebrows on, having to wear a wig or a bandana, or people are going to know, people are going to think you're sick more often right, yeah. than, than, than with men, I think. Had you ever considered, I know you're saying that telling that story about your colleague kind of drawing in your eyebrows, had you ever <laughs> considered doing that like long term for you or... Not really. I, I mean, I, I always probably would. I'd be afraid that the person that was doing it would mess it up, and that I'd have like permanent uh, tattooed <laughs> eyebrows that look weird or something. You know. So I was like, you know what? At this point in my life, I'm, you know, I'm just happy to be someone who only has to shave like once every three days, or you know, I get just really light white pigment as a beard, and you know, no no five o'clock shadow. I, you know, I my body hair is almost all gone. I I could just use a wet razor and shave like every three days. So. There's a lot of benefits to having alopecia, you know, <laughs> that, uh, that a lot of people would love to have that you don't have to shave like twice a day. Me, I shave like once every four days, you know, so it's it's kind of funny that way. But I, I'm, I'm not interested really at this point in, you know, kind of any sort of solutions or, you know, my hair growing back or, or anything. I'm past that point. Good, good, good. Um, you know, and, and we were t- talking about, you know, like 
there are people who are very comfortable with it, people who are not, and it's all about that personal choice. And I really like happen to like your personal choice. So, <laughs> yes, I think that's the way everyone sh should be. But I understand fully that that's not the way that humans work, right? Yeah. Now, so yeah, and and you said that you know you were in your thirties when this happened. What what? How did that affect your personal life and and some of your personal relationships? No, not not really much at all. You know, I'd been married already for you know. Eight, eight years or whatever so uh, you know my wife and just kind of she was like okay whatever I mean it's it is what it is I mean if that's the worst thing that's happening to you is your hair is falling out that's you know there's a lot of other worse things that could happen um and my hair was thinning anyway she was a little nervous at first because she thought I had a misshaped head or something initially but but then it turns out afterwards she was pretty happy that how my head looked underneath when I was bald so um it wasn't like I was you know kind of looked bizarre or anything like that so I was pretty lucky I guess uh you know, um, to, to have a well, well-shaped head to be bald, I guess. Anyways. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and it's funny, I, when I first did shave it, um, on the, in the television piece, um, that's still on YouTube to this day. So I, it, people can watch the initial one, um, as well. I think it's, you know, under my name, Brent Lale or sports reporter gets alopecia universalis or something. I think that's the title of, um, the YouTube video that people can go and watch the initial story that I told, um, where there shows a video of me with hair reporting, then, you know, kind of me going to the dermatologist, then me going to the hair salon and shaving it all off. And we took my two-year-old daughter with us at the time. She's 11 now. It took us, because when I shaved my head off, she might not have recognized me, right? She's only two years old. So we took her, and she saw me getting my hair all cut, and then, you know, kind of rubs my head at the end and be like, this is what daddy looks like now, or whatever, right? Um, so that was... That was the only real issue was, you know, my daughter was young and just to make sure she wasn't freaked out that I had no hair anymore, um, you know, when it when it was. But everyone else kind of was, you know, didn't really notice it as much because it was I was kind of covering it or I wear a hat when my hair was falling out or only when I was in front of the camera would I, you know, but it was mostly on the sides and the back of my head. So if I was straight on, you wouldn't have noticed it really anyways. Um, but other than that, I think most people were, you know, pretty neutral to it, didn't care one way or the other, really. Because right. I had been bald for a lot of times in my life, right, when I played basketball a lot when I was younger, you know, so it was only a stretch of about eight or ten years where I had grown hair back anyways. Did you ever get people, I know you're saying, you know, a lot of people are asking your wife, did you ever get people saying, hey, what's going on, or did you find that you were sharing uh, it with your friends and with your family that you had alopecia? No, I think people, my wife mostly got it most. I don't know if people would come up to me like, hey, are you sick? That's kind of not really, people go up, hey, do you have, you know, something wrong with you? It's not really something, but it would be more a little subtle, somebody, you know, hey, is Brent okay kind of deal, right? So for me, I never really dealt with it um, as far as what's going on, because in my, in close circles, I would just tell people this is what's happening, and they would know anyways, and we work in a newsroom, we have a small mm -hmm. environment, um, but then, um, uh you know, uh, and then I immediately kind of, and then I went to the dermatologist and did it, like, as it started to kind of get worse and worse, so, um, then it was out there at that yeah. point, right? Yeah, yeah, Um, how was it for your wife? Yeah, she, she's fine. I don't think she really, uh, you know, she kind of knew, like I said, initially, she, she was a little nervous, maybe what I was going to look like when I shaved my hair all off, because she hadn't really been around me when I didn't have hair, right? So, she said it was before we met afterwards, um, so... She was a little nervous, but then it was like, oh, okay, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, this so. is it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that's all it is. You know. Yeah, it's good, to me, it's kind of funny. Like, it's just something as simple as hair. Like, it's you know, to a lot of people, hair maybe defines them. You know, to me, 
I was never really defined by it. I would never be like, you know, this is how my hair looks today or whatever is not something that's, you know, really crucial. Although I did go through some stretches of, of having different hairstyles. I had at one point was bleach blonde and I was on television with like as white as that lamp, uh, you know, kind of behind you bleach blonde. Um, and then I went kind of, you know, where I'd have highlights and brown hair with tips that are, you know, uh, you know, yellow tips and, you know, gold tips or whatever. So I did go through some hairstyles while I had hair that were much different. But now, like I said, it's back full circle to where I am, <laughs> to where I was in high school and college. And we just had a college reunion. It's been 20 years since our journalism class. And we just got together with some guys and the guys that I hadn't seen in 20 years would didn't know that it happened or never knew that I had hair. We just thought I'd picked up right where the last time I had seen them. Right. So it's kind of funny that way. That's, that's, uh, that's so funny. No, a lot of people think about, um, women with, with alopecia and they have wigs and everything. Um, but now a lot of, not now, all the time, boys have had alopecia and it's a, it's a kind of a different experience for them. So, I mean, is there anything you might say to a younger boy who's starting to realize that he's losing his hair? Yeah, I would just be, you know, like I said, a lot of guys would say bald is beautiful. And luckily, you know, it's funny that alopecia, almost somebody would say, my dermatologist said to me uh, the other day, or said, I just happened to run into them and said, you know, alopecia is in right now. You know, that's, alopecia is the cool new thing, right? It's like, so it's, it's kind of funny that like, you know, don't, there's no reason to be ashamed that you don't have hair. Who cares? You don't have hair. Make, take the, the bright side of it. Like me, I say, you know, I only shave once every three days or I... You know, I, I don't have to, I can wear a toque and it never messes my hair up or whatever, right? I mean, so I, I, I do have issues with not having hair in the winter time or, you know, in the springtime or even in the fall um, where I, you know, much dressing, much warmer or wearing toques or whatever. But to someone else, I'd be like, look, at, I, I'm on television every day. I'm, I'm, you could see me, you know, reporting, uh, you know, in front of the camera know anchoring the, the sports and the news for years and this is what I look like so there's no reason to believe that you know you can't do whatever you want to do publicly right there's a lot of NFL players who are advocates uh, Ryan Shazier is probably the biggest of the Pittsburgh Steelers he's you know a big advocate and he's he's got it too and he's an NFLer you know we've got you know people you know doing all sorts of great things with a lot of different you know things going through them personally or, or, you know, the way they look or the way they, they have other issues that, you know, having hair is the least of them <laughs> to me. And you're, you know, you, you're a pretty confident guy as is. Did, did you find that having alopecia really, like, solidified that in you and, and, and you know, you're proud of yourself now? Is that something right. that... Like I said, I was always, like, you know, maybe when I was in high school obviously everybody goes through awkward high school stages where I wasn't the most confident person but you know I just um you know through my 20s I was you know pretty lucky I you know I consider myself good looking <laughs> so I was never had any issues you know you know as, as humble as weird as that sounds um you know I, I never had any problems you know interacting with people and I was always confident socially and stuff at, at that point um so when this came up I was just like okay that was me then this is me now I'm I'm proud of, you know, what I look like. I'm, I don't feel like I'm, I stand out in a crowd or any of these types of things. I'm just a, you know, normal person. So yeah. I was, I was lucky, I guess. You are, you are. But like uh, I said, lucky that I didn't, but if my, if I got it when a lot of children get it or teenagers get it or a lot of people get it, 
my life may have been totally different. And I don't know how to react to those people because that wasn't me. And I may have been, you know, picked on or, or bullied or, um, you know, not being able to hang out with the athletes or the, the in crowd or whatever, right? I don't know whether that would have been the case. So it's hard for me to tell people what they should be like or how they should feel because I'm not in that position for them, right? But for me personally, I say, you know, I'm an eternal optimist, as I, as I try to say, and, and that's that's what how I look at life. My wife doesn't like it because sometimes she hates that I'm so passive and things don't bother me, and she gets bothered by a lot of things. So we're almost a yin and yang there, and she gets mad at me. It's like, how can you just, you know, think that's okay? And I'm like, well, whatever, what am I going to do? Get upset about something? What good is that going to be? So, right, so, so she, does, she doesn't like that about me for sure, that, I, that I'm so passive and I can just, you know, brush things off. So uh, I want to ask you about being bald. I'm not bald yet, but I uh, I do have I've lost quite a bit at my of hair on my front, and I have quite a bit in the back. What's that like? What's it like uh, not having any hair on your head? And you saying during the winter, you know, really bundling up. Yeah, like even just the other day, it was 12 degrees outside, and I was out reporting, and I literally I wear a scarf and a toque. Like if it's if it's less than 12 to 13 degrees outside. You know, that's how I dress. I wear a scarf. I, you know, put a hoodie on in the wintertime, um, you know, uh, all the time. It, when I, especially when I'm not at work, I wear a hoodie. Sometimes even I'm wearing, like, hooded sweaters on top of a shirt and tie just because my neck and, and my head get cold. Like, uh, I have no hair on my legs or arms, really, or my chest. So, I mean, I get, I wear long sleeves, not to cover up the fact that I don't have hair, just to keep me warmer when it's, you know, 17 18 19 my son's outside playing in the yard with shorts and a t-shirt and i'll wear a hoodie and track pants you know at the same time and he's like what do you dress so warm for i'm like well he doesn't get it that i you know he's 15 but he's just like he's out running around you know uh, i'm cold if that's the case right so you know it's uh it's nice when i'm bald and i and it's really really hot out like yesterday i was reporting and running around doing a bunch of places and it was like 30 degrees out well if i sweat i can just grab a napkin or I can just take my hand and wipe my brow and, you know, take the sweat off and it's fine because I'm not, you know, as soaked as other people would be if they had hair and have to redo their hair to go in front of the camera or whatever. For me, it's <laughs> just wipe it off and, and I'm good to go. So, um, you know, I, I get patches on my legs and my arms a little bit. Um, I'll shave them once in a while just because if it starts to grow back a little bit much, it kind of looks a little bit bizarre to have a unique pattern of hair the way it grows on my leg. Um, <laughs> But for the most part, I'm, you know, it's, I get a little bit grown back on my arms and legs, but that's it. That's the only places it really, uh, it oh, really so grows back. you have alpecia universalis or totalis? Well, it's, I would say I'm almost a combination of areata and universalis. Like universalis in the fact that it's not growing back in my eyebrows or eyelashes or my head or my chest or any of those places, but almost, it's almost like areata on my arms and legs where I'll get you know, larger patches. And my hair does grow back in those places, but not all over, right? There's like, you know, it's kind of a unique pattern. Like I said, it's almost like some places like a set where it, mm -hmm. it grows sideways and then down and then across, but there's chunks missing right. in the, you know, almost like an S formation really, right? Where the top and the bottom of the, uh, the curves would be totally bald and never growing back in those spots, right? So um, I don't know if, I, I don't know if you would diagnose me as universalis because I do get some hair growing back in some places, but more ex more extreme than Arietta where it may 
you know, patches may grow back eventually for some people in Ariadne, right? Like lose right. a chunk of their hair, falls out, stress induced or whatever, and then it grows back. Like that's never going to happen for me. So. Right, right, right. Yeah. What's it like not having any eyebrows? And, sorry, and eyelashes. Yeah, eyelashes can be an issue. I, I wear, I don't need prescription glasses. I wear them because I tell people, like, almost in a television metaphor, that my life is in standard definition if I don't wear my glasses. When I put my glasses on, hey, look, well, I'm living life in HD or 4K <laughs> or whatever you want to say, right? Use the television analogy. So I can see, okay, like if I was taking looking at you now on video here, I can, yeah. you know, people listening to this can't see it, but... If I take my glasses off, I can see you perfectly fine. It's just a little bit blurry. When I put them on, obviously, it's they're prescribed glasses. I can see much, much better. Right. Um, eyelashes, you know, dust and dirt I get in my eyes sometimes, re-rinsing um, more often. You know, wind can kind of make me, you know, the tears kind of come a little bit higher or something. Eyebrows, like you said, you, you look at somebody and their eyebrows really defines their face. It gives some definition between the forehead and the eyes and, and I don't have that, but I bought prescription glasses a few years ago. Actually, at the suggestion of one of our my coworkers who said, you know, so and so has this, and they bought glasses. And I don't know. I never ever thought about wearing glasses. I never needed glasses. Never wore glasses. But then I bought frames um, to just go just high enough over my brow that you wouldn't notice I didn't have eyebrows. And then eyelashes you can't see through eye through frames anyways, right? Right. Um, so that would be a suggestion that I would have to younger people or somebody who felt like they their face didn't quite look defined without eyebrows would be to just hey get glasses even if they're not prescription get cosmetic glasses and you know get a frame that suits you and you you know you look great with gla these types of glasses on and wear them and you know it covers your face and then if you're bald as a boy no one's going to know yeah. the difference between whether you shave your head or not. Right? The so. glasses must also help with, like, dust and stuff for right. with, without the eyelashes. Right. It's, it's been a huge benefit. Before I would have had them, I would I would not – I don't think I could go without glasses now, honestly, because I think my eyes would be, you know, either strained so much from stuff going in them or maybe they'd be damaged or whatever. I don't know whether that would happen, but um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with – you know, the glasses, and I, I would suggest that to everyone who has alopecia, that you start to lose your eyelashes, yeah, you need glasses, some sort of protective eyewear to keep the stuff out of your eyes. Yeah, oh, for sure. Just from experience, that's my, my personal experience, right? So. <laughs> you know, um, I was talking to somebody who is an avid skier, has alopecia, lost all her eyelashes, so now it's even more important for her for, with, like, goggles, right? Just yeah. just always, always having some kind of barrier um, because your body doesn't have that anymore. Right. And that's, yeah, I would say that's definitely, a, it's essential for anybody who's outdoors. And, and it's rare that people don't have eyelashes, but the people that don't definitely need some sort of protective eyewear for sure. So did you, sorry, did you have glasses before the alopecia or did you just start no, to? No, I got, I, I got them probably in, like, Four year, maybe three or four years after I had um, alopecia, just at the, I never even had thought that that's something that would help maybe, you know, not cover it up, but definitely protect my eyes and, you know, kind of bring some definition back to my face by having glasses. In. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was a few years after for sure. Right, right. And just for everybody who can't see Brent, he does have a, a great face and it is very structured. <laughs> Have to see me on Twitter or on Facebook or something. Right? Well, defined. Yeah, you'll have to look up Brett now. Um, just before we go, we're going to wrap up soon. But I wanted to, you're talking a lot about those videos that you created through work. 
Um, and we talked about the reception from, from your colleagues and, and from the people that you worked with. What was the reception like from the audience? And, and you're saying people come up to you and say, oh, you know, you have alopecia. What, uh, yeah. how was that initially? Yeah, the first TV story, I mean, we had, I had a hundred, I would say a hundred probably people, either, you know, via Facebook or calling the station or emailing in, whatever, just saying, you know, that was so amazing that you did that. I have a nephew who has that, or I have a niece that has that, or my sister has it, or, you know, I knew a guy I worked with that had it or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So people could always relate, you know, to somebody, probably knows somebody with it being a little bit more prevalent and saying 2% of the population or 1% of the population, you know, one out of every, uh, you know, thousand people or 10,000 people or whatever it is, somebody probably knows someone who has a form of it, right? right? So I think it was relatable to a lot of the general public to be like, oh yeah, that that's, I've heard of that before, but didn't know much about it, but that I'd heard of it. So, the so we got a lot of response there. Perfect. So the reception tended to be like, oh, well, either I know somebody or, um, you know, tell me more about it. Did you ever get right. any negative feedback? No, no, honestly, I never really did. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't know that people would, I don't know, maybe the type of people I know where people would just be like, I don't know, understand why anybody would call up or why anybody would write in and be like, you know, say something negatively about that when it's, you know, it's clearly somebody, you know, exposing themselves or, or putting themselves out there in that aspect. But um, yeah, it's just lucky that way. Maybe other people have had negative experiences when they've either revealed themselves or not, but I was pretty lucky, I guess. Good. Great. Well, I think uh, that's it for time. But I want to thank you so much for, for coming on today and taking the time to uh, speak about your experience. Yeah, that's I really, really appreciate it. And like I said, my Twitter account is at BrentLaleCTV, so B-R-E-N-T-L-A-L-E-C-T-V. And on there I have it pinned, uh, those three stories they had done before, um, you know, the feature series from last year. And then on YouTube, that segment where I did back in 2011 where it says, you know, sports reporter gets alopecia universalis in my name. If you type that in YouTube, you could see the story from start to finish. So you'd know a little bit more about me rather than just hearing me talk here. You could see what I look like. And, you know, I, I'm not saying I want to be an advocate for, for alopecia. Um, I'm perfectly fine to do that. If anybody asked me or wanted me to tell my story or help someone or, you know, kind of be the face of it, you know, and, and I'm not sure there are other people in Canada who are on television who are out there that people who are dealing with this could see every day and say, you know, hey, Brent Lale, he's got alopecia. He's works for CTV London. You could see him on television every single day, and he's not afraid to go in front of the camera. This is somebody who, you know, should be the example to what other people feel like, right? Just don't be afraid to be out there. And, you know, I, I want more and more people to come forward and tell their stories because I think everyone's story is unique. My story is totally different than somebody who got it at 12 or 20, or deals with extreme conditions, or, you know, wants to be an advocate, or doesn't want to be, there's there's so many different stories, and I think everyone that has a story, I'd love to hear it, and, and kind of can send me messages, as, or emails as to why, you know, they think they can open up to me, and I'd be fine with that. Perfect. Well, amazing. Thank you so much. That's exactly the, si the same sentiment that we have over here with the podcast. So, you know, let's share the stories. Let's let's make sure that everybody knows it's okay, and uh, you can you can always have a beautifully defined face like Brent. <laughs> <laughs> I say it's only hair. That's it. Right? <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, have the, a great rest of the day. Thanks, Sarah. And that's it for this episode of the Alopecia Project. 
I have one quick favor. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe to The Alopecia Project on Apple Music or SoundCloud. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.